Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Forging the Body of the Witch, where today I am going to kick off on how to enhance your energy magic practice. Um, let's start by, okay, so where's my influence coming from here? So this is, I, I do have a bit of experience in this sort of stuff. If you've listened to my podcast on how to build the body of a sex magician and the the one that follows that on um, uh, sacraments for uh, building the body of a sex magician, you'll probably notice a little bit of crossover here. So what I would like to, I'm going to try and add some uh, things to the energy magic practices that I don't think you'll see discussed elsewhere, which I will guarantee you will improve your results. So let's, I, I'll, I'll say from the outset that I'm, to, I'm using energy in an umbrella sense and I'll describe a couple of different methods for cultivating energy and what like my perspective is on this and then I'm going to tell you talk a little bit about what the the perceived benefits are and applications and then some things that will I'll unpack some of those things and actually explain like mechanistically why some of those work without necessarily needing to refer to anything esoteric and then I'm going to add some simple practices towards the end which will improve your results. So, um, if you're familiar with a lot of occult stuff, I'm sure you've come across energy magic practices. Some ones that I would refer you to are obviously like common within the Western magic tradition is Israel Gardi's Middle Pillar. Um, he had a book that I got, what is it? The Art of True Healing, where he talks about that in quite some detail, um, Peter Carroll's Gnostic Pentagram and uh, Gnostic sort of Chaos Ritual, um, the Lesser Energy Orbit of Mantak Chia, which is obviously derived more from Taoism, um, Frater Ud's book, uh, is it Secrets of Western Sex Magic, uh, goes into that into some re- in great detail, and that's uh, I would recommend that book. Actually, if you were to get one Freddy UD book, I would suggest that. Even though it's about sex magic, it's actually a lot more. It's probably, it's very much about uh, cultivating energy. And then you have, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm largely talking about things that I've got a bit of familiarity with. You've got an entire um, uh, tantric and yogic practices that a lot of people be familiar with. And then there's probably the less well-known work of um, German room magicians uh, and Stephen Flowers slash Idrid Thorson's book, Rune Might. Um, he talks about that. And I will come back to that because the reason that I mention most of it and Rune Yoga, uh, the Gnostic Pentagram Ritual in the Middle Pillar is, and to a certain degree, the lesser energy orbit, these, they all make some comments about the benefits of energy work and they have some similarities in the way that they're performed 
and their results, which are quite measurable if you do them regularly. Um, one of the, the applications in terms of healing um, are, have been well, document, well documented, but they're, they're very well suggested. Um, and then they also have some uses in like various forms of martial arts. But it's interesting that all of those, particularly the rune yoga stuff is interesting because it very much, there's a, a massive health focus uh, to it and they acknowledge um, that it will produce some physical benefits um, similar to what uh, Rigardi argues for in the middle pillar. And they'll be noticed cosmetically as well in terms of like improvements in skin and general uh, perceived vitality because your energy is basically flowing more freely. Um, I've got some thoughts on why that is, um, but let's look at like some of the more, I'll get some of the more spectacular um things out of the way first which is like a, a lot of these energy practices are often uh, pursued for some of those more spectacular occult demonstrations like levitation telekinesis um sorry if you can hear yelling my uh my daughters are doing some quite um uh vocal gardening outside with my partner um but they're some of the most bet like levitation, telekinesis, um, and other there's, there's entire schools around this. I'm largely going to steer a little bit. If you want to pursue that, by all means, do it. Most people, if you've pursued a authentic meditation practice, um, you would be uncommon if you hadn't felt some degree of energy moving in your system. There's a few reasons for that, but even and most forms of stillness meditation i get um uh so it almost feels like your body correcting like that's that's my sort of feeling in it and i think that's probably what it is because the energy has a chance to move more freely through you um but the things that interest me in it and the the results that you should see if you have a consistent energy magic practice and i'll make a, a suggestion for you uh, as this moves on, is both rune yoga, so the runic yoga practices, um, the GPR, the middle pillar, they all say the exact same thing and it's because they're all basically doing the same thing and if you do them regularly, you'll get the same results, um, is they will increase your health and vitality. Um, they're quite effective for self-healing, um, but you will also find that you become more charismatic is probably the best way to say it, but you're more magnetic, but you'll find that you start to attract people into your life that are useful, uh, not just people, but situations seem to be drawn to. So there is something to do with getting energy to move more freely and correctly that seems to put you on your path is probably the best way to say it and bring people into your life that, um, will help bring opportunity and whatnot. So you're also, if you're doing this properly, um, you can generally use um, an energy magic practice 
I'm using this in a very general term. I hope, I hope you understand. Um, so if you're a stickler for detail, um, yeah, just um, hold your horses. Um, but the the results from those things should be evident. So people will notice it in you and you should notice it in yourself. Um, do it for, I, I would make a recommendation for doing it for at least a month. Um, but they will also make you more magically effective. And you, so you, you'll also notice things like a massive increase in um, uh, libido and you should be noticing that you are more attractive to people as well. Um, now, if you understand the nature of my channel, you'll understand why I'm probably more interested in this. If you persist with these sort of things, they can be used for um, obviously extending youth or physical rejuvenation. And I would argue that you can use them for more direct forms of physical transformation and healing. How far you want to take this is largely up to you and how much you want to commit to it. But here's my thing. Like if you do getting better at basic things, like getting amazing at really basic stuff is probably going to take you far further than getting really okay or like or, or really good at even even amazing at some more nuanced things um so to digress into like physical transformation the best bodies are still built by people who get stronger that's squatting and deadlifting and bench press like basic barbell stuff so just get really really good at those movements they're the best bodies they're based on building whether they are add nuance afterwards is um something that you're open to but until you've built that um a lot of the other stuff is completely redundant and i think uh there's been quite a lot of people who followed in israel regardi's work and i i think some of his early work is quite interesting um i just did a recent interest binge which is like probably yeah obviously he's well 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 before my time but a lot of people who followed in his work um, were argued that the middle, middle pillar might be one of the most important magical practices in the Western esoteric system. Whether that's true or not, uh, probably try it. Um, but what unites a lot of these things is they use a combination of um, breath, intention, um, yeah, breath, intentional concentration, uh, vocalic breathing or chant, so sound vibration, and in some cases, muscular contraction. Um, now, I want to talk about mechanically why some of those things work. So I would suggest to you, if you want to do this, and like the way I would lay this out is I would commit to doing one of these practices for a month. Um, my preference for for the sake of a podcast, because I don't want to have to go into, this isn't meant to be a masterclass in every single um, energy magic practice, um, but is to look at something like the Gnostic pentagram ritual or um, what is he adapted to, the, like the Gnostic chaos sphere uh, from Peter Carroll. And it's as much as it seems like it's a new technique, he is actually um, integrating several practices i believe 
I actually think that this might be derived from some work of the the German, uh, they're not necessarily secret, but the closed organisation Fraternitas Saturni. Um, so I think that's where he's got his structure for uh, where he allocates the uh, the different vowel sounds. Um, now, I would commit to one of those, whether the, there's massive similarities between the basic practices of uh, rune yoga, to which the, I refer you to Idrid Thornton's work in uh, Rune Might, uh, the middle pillar and the Gnostic pentagram ritual, um, because they all use um, sound vibration, concentration and breath. And if you get those three things together, you can do some pretty amazing... Once you unite those things, um, you can do some pretty interesting stuff. Um, the reason I would suggest um, Gnostic Pentagram Ritual is because it doesn't necessarily belong to any particular system. Um, you can basically just use it and start getting results. And then if you want to add things to it later, you can. Um, the middle pillar... Uh, lesser energy orbit, a heap of like tantric and yogic practices, they do ask that you become more familiar with their their system. Uh, Jason Miller's also got something um, which he describes in um, The Sorcerer's Secrets, uh, it's the pillars and the spheres, which is has some similarities, um, but obviously fits within his particular, or the way he's developed his particular system of sorcery, which is, is quite interesting. Um. He's quite knowledgeable in that, but he's done something similar where he's basically trying to make it more approachable from people from all different walks of life. The reason, mechanically, why some of that stuff works is like sound vibration. Um, so where you're doing, the, what does Peter Carroll say? Um, where you're basically playing your your body like a musical instrument. Um and chanting those different, or vibrating those different sounds at the different uh, energy centres is um, <sighs> mechanically that causes your body to uh, produce more nitric oxide. Um, nitric oxide is, um, how to describe it? It's has a lot of, uh, as a particular molecule, it has a lot of health benefits and there's some really good stuff in terms of both anti-aging and performance. Um, so uh, once you lose the ability to synthesize nitric oxide, there's a lot of, um, you, you can encounter a lot of things like high blood pressure, diabetes, immune dysfunction. Um, what's the guy's name? Dr. Nathan Bryan's done some really good research into that. But both breath holding and sound vibration stimulates it. Uh, if you even humming within the nasal cavity will produce a lot of nitric oxide, um, which it works as a vasodilator as well, which is why it's great for sexual performance and athletic performance as well. But it will rejuvenate you. If you do it every day, this is why these things need to be done regularly, um, your body will start to synthesize and produce more nitric oxide which has a significant influence on your um, physical health and regeneration so there's actually some um, products have been developed more recently which actually will um, stimulate things like collagen uh, synthesis and turnover um, because nitric oxide is essential for those um, 
but even things like improving immune function and uh, insulin sensitivity, all, all linked to nitric oxide uh, production, which is, and I did mention this at the start, this is why I wanted to talk about some of the more mechanical things that are actually involved. Now, the people who developed it, um, some of these things like middle pillar, wound yoga, um, you know, a heap of like vocal chanting going back to the dawn of time, uh, were obviously not familiar with those things, but they did intuit that those things were actually working. Um, the notion of bringing... Uh, so, let me just step back for a second. So, the where I actually want to take this is um, looking at now if you were to combine some of like to take a direct energy practice and I would recommend for the sake of this, let's say you're going to use the Gnostic pentagram ritual and you're going to do it daily. And I will guarantee if you, if you do what the following things that I suggest, if you want to choose a different one. Um, so let me just say for that, if you want to choose Jason Miller's pillars and spheres, um, a, a rune yoga, I think, um, begins with the, the eye rune for nine days before progressing into another sequence. But you could just stick with the, the eye, the, it's the ice rune, but they, they, they basically do, uh, chanting that you'll, you'll need to like, look at the book itself or, um, Israel Regardi's middle pillar. You can choose any one of those lesser energy orbit would also be appropriate. Um, but I, I'm going to suggest the Gnostic pentagram ritual for, the reason that it's just relatively non-sectarian and uh, accessible to everyone. But commit to one of those things for a month and I promise you, you'll notice increase in health, vitality, um, skin, sexual potency, healing. You'll notice a massive... I, I will say massive, actually. You'll, you'll start to notice that people are drawn to you, increases in luck, um, and synchronicity if you do this as long as you do it with the rest of the stuff that I'm about to say. And the rest of the stuff that I'm... So I'm going to leave aside some of those more spectacular things like levitating stones or, you know, telekinesis. If you want to pursue that, by all means, you can, but master the basics first. So the rest of what I'm actually going to talk about is actually doing some basic things which are derived from my knowledge of um, circadian health. And the reason I started to look into circadian health and well, slash mitochondrial health is because I had become, this was a, in a body transformation uh, world, is looking at some of those things that uh, were limiting people outside of like caloric restriction in terms of... Um, People, people are basically struggling to lose weight, but also in terms of fertility as well. So a uh, couple of people I'll recommend is uh, Sarah Kleiner and uh, Dr. Jack Cruz, which have done a lot of research in this area. And I'm slightly following in their work. And again, this isn't a masterclass in their stuff, but um, this is something that you can use alongside an energy magic practice, which doesn't require you to go and buy a heap of stuff but will improve your results. And when I talk about circadian health so and, and mitochondrial health, 
these are the things, and th- this is where you'll see similarities with my stuff on um, building the body of the sex magician, is these are the physical things that you need to have working for you so that your body can produce energy, like in terms of just an electric charge, and this isn't like speculative, this is stuff that you can actually, um, it's quite well known. Um, but if you have mitochondrial health, that whole whole electron transport, uh, if you have elect, uh, sorry, if you have mitochondrial dysfunction to any degree, that whole electron transport chain is going to be dysfunctional. What that means is your body is not um, able to both um, direct energy. This is probably the wrong way to say it, but it's not able to access and use utilize energy appropriately and that you'll notice so if it, i would i would largely suspect if you're more than 20 pounds over overweight you will have dysfunction in this area some way um but that means that and this is a thing that i like to recommend and if you're thinking oh well energy magic should just be esoteric well no it shouldn't it's a lot of energy magic is that intersection between esoteric and physical stuff and you want it all working. So it's part of a system rather than being, they're not isolated and discrete categories that cross over. And one of the things that we talk about a lot in strength and conditioning is you never want to build strength on top of dysfunction. And when often I'll see people pursuing energy magic practices and their basic hardware is not working that well. And there is a case for like if you push a lot of energy through your system, you can blow some stuff out and actually heal yourself. So this is a doable thing. Um, But you generally, for best results and long-term results, you basically want to make sure your physical stuff is working as well so you're the best possible channel for energy. Um. And you'll notice I'm, tr- I'm really trying to avoid um, making this specific to any particular system so it's accessible. Um, so I might sacrifice a little bit of um, specificity in this, in this regard, but it's because I'm trying to make it usable. Um, so now the, the specific ter- things in terms of uh, improving mitochondrial health are quite easy, but most people aren't doing them. Um, and the way to generally approach that is through, um, approaching leptin, which is like your master circadian signaling hormone, uh, which controls insulin, a lot of fertility hormones. Um, so there are are people who, who follow some of this stuff who've actually struggled with fertility issues and been able to have children, um, uh, several people in the mid to late forties, in fact, so there's an anti-aging role in what I'm about to talk about. So the way, the first thing to do that uh, here, and you can, everyone should be able to do this. And it's interesting that several magical practices um, also recommend this, which is getting sunlight first thing in the morning. And ideally, the sunlight you get should be um, sunrise. So sunrise and sunset um, have a different spectrum of light. And quite high in UVA light, and and that UVA light uh, sends signals basically 
to your hypothalamus to start a hormonal cascade, which is quite positive in terms of producing, um, synthesizing pregnenolone, serotonin, and melatonin as well. All these things are synthesized in UVA light. Uh, is it Crawley's Reba Liberesh, um, where basically you're recognizing the sun at four points of the day. Um, incidentally, I threw away a book by a well-known Tholemic author who was describing this practice and uh, said he couldn't be bothered actually getting up at sunrise. Um, and I just sort of think, well, if you can't really be bothered to get up at sunrise, uh, just harden up. Uh, so soft and I can't be bothered with that sort of thing. Uh, so either do it properly or don't do it. Um, and don't recommend it to other people. Um, if you know who I'm talking about, you should throw his book away too. Um, but you should get, uh, and if you get that morning light, so it doesn't have to be a lot, but, but avoid the reason you want to avoid, uh, screens first thing, and everyone does this and this is why I'm recommending it is because, uh, it it sends a false signal to your brain, basically tells you it's the middle of the day. Um, and there's, uh, repercussions for that as well. So by getting morning sunlight, and what I would recommend is that you actually perform something like the Gnostic pentagram ritual first thing in the morning at sunrise. If you do that on its own, um, you will be so far ahead of the game. Do that for a month, and possibly I could have said that at the start, is just do that for a month. You will notice such an improvement in your health um, and overall vitality um, you'll be sending me money, uh, maybe, or oh, maybe not. Um, but you will, you will, you'll notice a lot of the benefits that people purport to get from energy magic practices that maybe they're not getting. So by doing that, you actually, um, a lot of this stuff is essentially trying to set your circadian clock. So this is whatever variation of like paleolithic or ancestral health and nutrition we're up to, 20.0 or whatever, this is where a lot of this stuff has moved, which is actually looking at the the different sources of energy in terms of your physical body are food, light, and electromagnetic magnetic energy. Um, and you want to optimize for all of those things so your body's working optimally. And my whole thing is that a lot of your, your body... <laughs> is designed to thrive, uh, be beautiful, be athletic, but you need to make sure that you're putting situations in place that feed your body the right thing. And things like food, both food, light, and your environment are, are sources of information and your body will actually, actually your mitochondria is quite, are quite literally sensors for your environment. So, you have to be mindful of what, and they're constantly trying to figure out what's going on in your environment. So you want to make sure that you're feeding those the right information at the right time so that you can actually thrive. Um, so first thing, morning, if you can do, uh, if you can also get sunset, light at sunset, that'd be good. So the light at the first few hours of the day, uh, that spectrum of light's different. Um, uh, the UVA light is quite has some profound healing effects on you. So both for your skin uh, will stimulate collagen production, 
and lots of other stuff as well. Now, the next thing I would also mention is grounding. And grounding isn't just some weird esoteric thing. Uh, you're the essentially it's it might seem uh so you you basically you want to have more negative ions and positive ones and a lot of our things like emfs um you know phones televisions all this they, they all emit a lot of positive ions and they're quite detrimental to your health um, negative if there's heaps of research in into like forest bathing and grounding but all, all grounding really means is getting your feet on the earth and the earth has an abundance of negative ions and that has an anti-inflammatory effect on your entire body um, so things like after storms near oceans if, if you walk on the beach all this sort of you'll, you'll notice you always feel better um, after uh, walking on the beach, for example, in bare feet, <coughs> largely because you're, it's has a massive anti-inflammatory effect on your body, um, but it also m- charges your body appropriately. Um, so that electron transport chain in your body is working more efficiently. Now, one way you could do this, and I would suggest, and it's, it's actually suggested in a lot of the runic yoga stuff, um, is... Uh, and uh, heaps of oriental traditions is actually having your feet on the earth when you practice your energy magic stuff. And like I said, most of those people developing these things would not have been aware of the actual mechanism behind why it works, but they intuited that it did work. Um, So connecting yourself to the earth as much as you can. Um, There's, it does a lot of, um, positive things now one of the easiest ways to do that would be in bare feet at sunrise you do your energy magic practice now um i'm going to add one or two other things to this maybe one um the there's you want to um how to say this So in terms of like trying to get your circadian rhythm and circadian signaling uh, uh, and biology in line with what is most optimal, you essentially want to keep your blood sugar low during the first part of the day. So if I was to suggest a basic routine, it would be this. So first thing in the morning, get up, drink your water. We, at our house, we only drink... um, sort of a type of structured water. Um, my partner's actually got a business in, in this, but we, we have a, so it's hydrogen-rich water, Kangam water. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes, but she, we only drink that. <coughs> that. That has some other very um, positive benefits, but it's super anti-inflammatory, um, but also helps your body to work better. And if you're doing a lot of magic, I would definitely suggest... Um, having a look at um, how you're hydrating. Um, that's another conversation, but um, I might link uh, some of her details in the show notes as well if you want to pursue that because um, I would highly recommend uh, that for both health and esoteric reasons. Drink some water and then make sure you're getting the first uh, rays of the day. And if you can spend 
if you can do the entirety of the GPR, the Gnostic Pentagram Ritual or whatever other energy magic practice you're doing in bare feet at that time, you'll extract maximum benefit. Um, if you can spend 20 minutes in the sun, that would be great. Um, following that, I would make the first meal of the day. And if you have got some degree of um, leptin dysfunction, which would mean that you're probably about 20 pounds or more overweight, I would suggest that is you. Uh, I would make the first meal of the day either high protein, so a minimum of 30 grams of protein. Uh, you can go higher. Um, but you want to make it essentially a sort of keto, a ketogenic type of meal. I'm not going to give you a whole meal plan here, um, but high protein, uh, moderate fat or moderate to high fat um, because food is the secondary six, uh, circadian signal. Um, so that will uh, reinforce what you've already done. Now, if you wanted to do the energy magic practice again later in the day, you obviously you can do it whenever you like, but the next best time would be sunset. Um because you'll again get re-exposure to those that that particular light frequency, which is super healing for you. Do this for a month, and you'll notice some physical changes. Um, if you do that with the nutrition, that basic nutrition me- uh, recommendation. Uh, sorry, I might have to pause for a second before I finish. Um, I think my youngest, my two-year-old, is about to run in here. But do that again. Oh, no, I think I'm good. Um, do that. Uh, if not, you can just get the, the light exposure. And if you do those two things together for a solid 30 days, get back to me um, because you'll notice some physical changes and you'll notice some esoteric changes as well. Um, some of those I might explore in another episode. Um, so do I need to recap? Um the benefits of doing that will be an improvement in your health and vitality. Um, you will notice uh, significant improvements in skin, eyes. Uh, you will definitely, you should notice an improvement in increase in things like synchronicities and you'll probably get exposure to some, and sometimes it's just a good magical practice as well. Um, beyond that, You'll have to, you'll notice some esoteric stuff, but I'm, I might maybe I shouldn't mention too much because um, it's all positive, so don't don't worry about it. Um, but if um, yeah, like I said, if you do it for a solid month with the light exposure, uh, the grounding uh, as much as you can, I'd also su- suggest uh, looking at hydrogen rich water. But if you don't. Um, just be on top of your, your filtration um, and protein-rich breakfast first thing in the morning. I won't say much more beyond that. Uh, you'll notice some profound physical and esoteric changes. Um, I sort of went all over the place with this. I don't really plan these things too much. Um, I just kind of have a, a couple of ideas that I want to explore. Um, if you want coaching in this particular area directly, um, hit me up. Uh, I'll put my contacts in the in the show notes to this um, because I, I can guide you through how you would do that and put your day together uh, more generally. And, and if you need some training in one of those energy magic practices, um, yeah, 
by all means, uh, reach out. Um, I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, I've sort of covered a lot of things across. Uh, I was a bit unsure about how to go at this and I'm still a little bit unsure if I've articulated everything exactly the way I wanted to um, because I'm trying to integrate a couple of things in both uh, esoteric practices and physical practices as well. But I'm hoping that if you can integrate those things, you will get the benefits that other people are only talking about and um, some people like myself are actually getting. Um, but I don't think many other people are really doing some of this stuff either. Like um, there's a, don't want to criticize too much, but there is a lot of, I, I often see a lot of energy magic stuff and I, I'm positive that the people doing it are doing it in a non-ideal time and place and not integrating some other practical stuff into their lives um, that would uh, improve it. There's probably another, I could talk for hours on this actually because it's such a, a massive subject. Um, but my hope for you is that you take one energy practice, integrate it with um, light exposure, grounding, and a bit of positive nutrition and start to actually get and see some really positive benefits in your life. Um, yeah, if you, if I, I would appreciate it if you, you know, like, share, subscribe, um, you know, I have to say all those things. If you need coaching, um, contact me through the show notes or my webpage. Um, I, or if you just want to reach out and say hello, I love to hear from you. Um, this is Chris. Um, I'm hoping to get some more podcasts out as soon as I can. Um, I'll talk soon. Bye.